part of your role as a business leader is to be fearless and be able to take calculated risks to drive your business forward. But if you're not personally in the best place, both physically and mentally, then you're going to feel paralyzed in being able to make clear and concise decisions. Then you and your business will suffer. Meet your host, Andy Naylor. Andy is a men's physique transformation expert, competitive physical champion, and a multi-six-figure business owner who has helped thousands of busy, high-achieving men get into the best shape of their lives and reconnect with their inner alpha. On this show, Andy is going to share with you his playbook on feeling healthy again, avoiding the common pitfalls successful men fall into, dropping 20 to 30 pounds of fat, and building a physique you can finally be proud of. And the transformations aren't just physical either. You're going to learn how meeting your personal goals will help support your professional achievements, giving you that true alpha mentality. Let's go. So, alphas, welcome back to the show. And we continue our CEO series. I think this is episode now number three of the CEO series, where we're diving into a lot of the, the challenges faced by um, business leaders, people who run businesses. But it's not really the, the things that we're talking about here are not just going to help those people. They are, of course, going to help many people in circumstances where they can relate to the things that I'm talking about here. Um, and of course, this particular episode, we're going to delve into really uh, the internal strength of a business leader, of a CEO, to really be able to overcome fear and be able to take risks. Because running a business is, well, running a business is a risk in the first place. Anybody who has their own business is automatically taking a larger risk than someone who is employed. Now, that's not meant disrespectfully, but someone who runs a business is taking a risk. There's multiple risks sitting behind that decision to decide to go and own a business and it be an entity and all the things that come along with that. Business leaders... They must be able to take calculated risks, even when that feels uncomfortable and frightening, because quite frankly, it's just part of the game. And business is a game. We, we see it as a game. Um, and quite frankly, the game is not easy. But as a business leader listening to this, you already know that, right? The game is not easy. Nothing ever stays the same. Okay? A market, um, uh, sales, fulfillment, um, the, the, the product that maybe you make, what, nothing stays the same. Nothing is also fixed forever. So again, as a business leader, generally one of the things you're probably doing most of the time is fixing stuff, problem solving. In that I, I do that all day long. That's normal <laughs> because as a business leader, the buck stops with you. So at some point when a problem can't be solved, who's the last person who's going to ever possibly solve it? Probably you. And again, Maybe maybe you've um, uh, elevated to a point where you've got COOs and CFOs and, and certain people in place whose responsibility is to deal with those things. Cool, well done. Maybe it's just you. And maybe the book always stops with you and, and you're fixing everything that elevates itself to your level. Then then you will know nothing stays fixed. Something will always break as a business grows. Um, I think it's technically called the rule of three, although I don't really pay any attention to that. But as a business scales and grows, you uh, you expect that something breaks. It's growing pains, right? It's absolutely normal. So therefore, problems are always going to come. But just don't think them as problems. Think, them, think of them as challenges. A problem is a problem, and it's a little bit negative. But a challenge is more like a game. It's more like a puzzle. Suddenly, our minds... Like, think of... Here's an I've gone off on a real tangent in my mind right now. But think of when we think of things as a kid... 
We are problem solving all the time as children. In fact, we play games that are literally problems, but we call them games. We call them puzzles. So really, <laughs> this is just, a, I've just enlightened myself, a really easy way to make something seem far less overbearing when we're trying to fix it is to call it a puzzle. I've just literally thought of that and I'm gonna use that going forward. Um, so anyway, you must be able to adapt as you move forward. You must adapt because things adapt in front of you. So you must be able to adapt with them. You must be able to move fast and, and with a decisive mind, a decisive, clear thinking mind, be able to take risks. Risks that you should be able to calculate pretty close to the desired outcome. In other words, it's a calculated risk, right? We're doing that all of the time. Whether that be going after a different market, whether that be employing somebody new, whether that be creating a new product, whatever the thing might be, they are all risks to a degree. Some are small risks, some could be big risks, but you as a leader should be able to calculate to a degree what you think might happen. So. It's, say, a little more poker than it is roulette wheel, right? A little more skill than it is luck. That's the way we should be looking at things. Thing is, this, this to be able to do this and do it long-term, because a business is a long-term commitment, it takes resilience, mental resilience, physical resilience, mental and physical fortitude, the ability to just stand, what did Rocky say? It's like, it's how many times you can get back up. Right? That's how winning is done, insert Rocky voice. Um, it takes a strong mind, a strong mind, a mind that can be pushed to limits, but still has the ability to make clear and concise decisions. And guess what? You don't have this by accident. Yes, yeah, some people are born with these skills more than others. Yeah, of course they are. But generally speaking, you need to cultivate them. And you will not be able to do that or keep the skills that you've already got if you are physically and mentally off your game. And when I speak to business leaders with no disrespect, because I, I completely understand this, quite often, physically, they're off their game. And there's many reasons why that might be the case, and we might dive into those today. But ultimately, you know, you're kidding yourself if you're physically off your game to then think that you're mentally right on it. You, 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 you won't be. You won't be as good as you could be. If you're walking around, like just, I don't know if this might be you, like to imagine this situation. If you're walking around 50 pounds overweight, right? That's a lot. You're carrying around a lot. You know, you are, you are putting stress on your body, your heart, your mind, your cardiovascular system, your circuitries. Everything is under stress, okay? And if you then think that you're able to make clear, concise decisions, like I don't, it doesn't really make a lot of sense, okay? You're definitely not going to be at your full potential, that's for sure. And guess what? As a leader in a business, you must be at, well, I believe, you must be at your full potential at all times. Why? Because your business depends on it. To be able to uh, make strong leading, but also often in the background that nobody else sees, quite scary decisions, <laughs> Like when you're making decisions and you know, like, okay, this could go wrong. It's scary because you, because you must be ready for the fallout if it goes wrong. If it's a particular risk where you're like, okay, this, this, this could have a big payout. This could be amazing. But then also generally the things with the biggest amazing upside 
have a, a, a larger risk on the other side. Things can go wrong. And then you have to be ready for the worst case scenario. And again, if you're stressed, and I can probably say, given the amount of business leaders I speak to, seven to eight every day apart from Sunday, which is the only day I, I really don't speak to people. Um, when we ask, when I ask them, you know, how, how you know, I ask them questions about stress and about sleep and things, and um, some busy business leaders, some in the C-suite will be like, yeah, I'm in like a two or a three stressed. And I'm like, in my mind, I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't believe you. Now, that's not a bad, maybe they are. And, and technically, when I'm speaking to them, I can tell where someone's degree of stress. And sometimes I do speak to someone, I'm like, whoa, dude, you're chill. Fair play to you. Some people I speak to, and I can just tell by their body language, their tonality, their pace, the, quite frankly, the job they do, that if they tell me that they're anything under a five, it's not that they are lying at all. It's that they've just got really damn used to being stressed and they now don't realize that they are carrying around a higher level of, of sy systemic stress, like the whole body, the whole mind, that they don't realize they're probably a, like a seven or an eight, <clears throat> but they've just got really used to it. They now think that's normal. And we would, right? I mean, after like, say, maybe 10 years of being ultra stressed because you're growing and running a business, you just, that's life, right? You're just like, yeah, I'm stressed. Like, I don't know, I'm, I'm, now, I'm now a two or a three. But it's because you've kind of moved the stress goalpost in a bad way. So again, if you are stressed and if you're running a business, you, there's probably a degree of stress, maybe even anxiety, right? Which anxiety is the worry of something in the future that you're not in control of. And economics, the, the world, there's, there's things that are hitting our businesses that we are not in control of. And that can be anxious. Also, if you are sleeping poorly, again, if you are stressed, chances are your sleep is up the creek as well. And quite frankly, if you're just not taking care of your body and your mind with simple things, nice, good, healthy nutrition, right? Alphas, I interrupt this show with a simple message. This show is here to benefit you and your progression to the best version of yourself, but not only just you, it's also here to benefit the people around you, your loved ones, your friends, other alphas in your vicinity. So why not do a really cool thing today? Something that I would thank you for and maybe someone else would. Share this podcast with at least one other alpha out there who you know would benefit from it. Why not share the information, share the ability for someone else to grow? I'm sure they would thank you. I 100% would absolutely thank you. This podcast only grows by our listeners, our followers doing amazing things like giving us five-star reviews, downloading podcasts, subscribing, and then, of course, sharing it with other people. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Share it with one person. And, of course, drop us a five-star review, download the podcast, and, of course, subscribe. And now back to the show. I speak to a lot of some people I speak to who have, sounds like they have great nutrition, just no structure to it. And then some people I speak to, I'm like, and they're honest. And they're like, yeah, it's, it's crap, Andy. Um, you know, it's a McDonald's something for breakfast if I have it. And then it's like a gazillion coffees. And then, you know, where the office is, you know, we, we go out for some sort of sub and, and I'm like, whoa, okay. And it's normal because it's eating for convenience. So if you're not taking in good, healthy nutrition, the kind of nutrition your body was meant to have. Think about that. Our body was designed to just eat, or sorry, just to consume and assimilate whole single natural foods. 
Don't ever think of it in any other way than that. Whole single natural foods. Whole single natural foods. Now, ask yourself, what's in front of us day to day? What, 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 like, how many things are in packets when you go to buy your food? Most of what's in a store is in packets. Now, I'm not saying I don't. Of course, I eat things that come from a pack. Of course, I do. I'm not high and mighty. I'm not saying I am. I'm just pointing out the damn obvious. Our body was designed to eat whole single natural foods. Like, broccoli is broccoli. It's a whole single natural food. Your body is designed to take those nutrients on. Um, so I'm not saying that's the only thing we should eat. I'm not saying that at all. Um, there are some things in packets that quite frankly, I probably couldn't live without just like yourself. I'm sure. Anyway, it should be the majority of what we're eating. That's my point. Hydration. Most, most people are far under hydrated. Most people have really no idea how much water they should be drinking. <clears throat> now, if you're under hydrated, well, your major organs, let's just, and your brain are 80, 85% water. Give or take, I reckon. 80, 85% water. Hmm. Now, if you're dehydrated, what areas of your body do you think struggle the most first? Probably the areas that need the most water. So your internal organs and your brain. So hydration is huge. In fact, water, quite frankly, should be the thing you consume the most of every single day. That's it's as simple as that. Now ask yourself, how much are you drinking? And if you answer the if you answer the how much are you drinking question by glasses, I drink X glass, you're not drinking enough <laughs> straight away. And also if you're not taking your you know taking care of yourself just by being physically fit and capable, when the shit hits the fan, you're goosed, you're over. When the worst case scenario comes down the road, because you've made a decision and, you know, God forbid it's gone, you know, belly up. If you haven't got all these other things in place, and quite frankly, you can, so don't kid yourself. When the shit hits the fan, you're, you're goosed. You will not be in the right headspace to act accordingly and fight the fire. At this point, you are not a leader. You're now a passenger in your own business. And the whole thing is spinning very quickly off the road. Think about that. Are you ready for when that happens? Now, I don't want to sit here and scaremonger, but you sh we, we all have to consider these things. So what to do? Some actions. Now, my goodness, like I'm, it's pretty straightforward, this stuff. Put your own mask on first. I use this analogy a lot. I know probably through this series, I will probably say it in every episode. When we get on a plane, I don't think it's, it's not really said anymore, but once upon a time, when we get on a plane to go and travel and the stewardess is sitting there, not standing there even, reading out the, um, the safety procedure, they say if the cabin depressurizes and the masks fall down, you, as an adult, you put your own mask on first before helping other people. Because if you don't put your mask on first, you're stuffed and you can't help anybody. You've now ruined things for two people. You probably put the mask on your business first. Listen to that again. You probably put the mask on your business first. And I get that. I 100% get that. But you can't do that. Your business can't pay you back when your health is gone. It cannot do that. Maybe it can pay your medical bills, but doesn't that sound daft to you? So what do you do? You do the damn work. Do the damn work. Train your body and your mind to be resilient. Don't just think that they are. Don't think, oh, you know, I was super fit and I was an athlete when I was in college. I'm all right. You're not. You're now 55. 
right? Or 50 plus or 40 plus. Quite frankly, you know damn well that you've been putting all your effort into your business, probably, and your family. And you have sacrificed yourself along the way. And I understand that. And that's no criticism because that's also not just you. That's, that's 80, 90% of the people I talk to. When I tell them this scenario, they're like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And that's okay for a while, but then the wheels will come off eventually. Train your body and mind to be resilient. Do the tough things. Take the tough decisions. Make your mind and your body strong and adaptable. In fact, unbreakable. Fit for purpose. Future-proofed. These are all little buzz phrases that I use, but ultimately it's just put yourself in the best position that you possibly can. And at the same time, why don't you just treat yourself well? Don't be so fucking hard on yourself. As a business leader, chances are you're really hard on yourself. I'm awful for this. I am very hard on myself all of the time. I don't switch off pretty much ever. And I'm not asking for sympathy. It's my choice to run a business. But at some point as leaders, we have to protect ourselves a little bit so we can take care of worst case scenarios. There's only one you. There's, oh, listen to that again. There's only one you. And there are people around you who love you and yes, rely upon you to bloody well be here for, you know, probably a little bit longer than otherwise you might be if you carry on hurtling down the road of not taking care of yourself. So quite simply do the damn work, obvious stuff. And you've probably heard me you know, talk about particular strategies for each one of these areas. So I won't delve into it on this particular episode, but if your sleep is poor, take action, take action. If you struggle to get to sleep, if you don't stay well asleep, and if you wake up feeling pretty groggy, something's not right, it shouldn't be like that, go and work on it, okay? If you're not sure particularly what steps to take or what might be wrong, reach out. We are here to help. Same with stress. If, you, if you're thinking, yeah, Andy, I'm, I'm, only a, I'm only a three or four stressed, ask yourself, okay, really? Or am I just used to being stressed now? Ask yourself that question. I don't know the answer for you. Um, do some soul searching when it comes to stress and sleep. Deal with poor health. If you've got something going on, again, one of the things I speak to a lot um, is when someone might say to me, yeah, you know, um, both of my parents didn't make it past 60. One died of this and one died of that. And I'm like, goodness, I'm sorry to hear that. And the person's 50 when I'm talking to them. And I'm like, whoa, that's like, technically you've got a decade. History says you might have a decade, but here we are now taking action and putting interventions in to make sure that that doesn't happen to you. And it's not, let's, now this is a real life scenario. This happens actually quite a lot when someone says, oh, you know, my, all my parents are in there something and they have massive ill health. In other words, their quality of life is poor. And I'm like, so you now need to deal with this now, not just for you, but for your kids. Because if you're not the one who draws the line in the sand of maybe um, passed down poor health, passed down bad habits, then, 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 you're, then, you're, then you're resigning your kids to the same problem. That's quite profound. Think about that. Decisions, decisions that you make in terms of your health and wellness, you're teaching your kids. You're passing that information down to your kids. Now, if your parents uh, suffered and struggled, like, I'm sorry that, I'm sorry. But you can't do anything about that now. Basically, that was their decision. They were adults. I know that, I know that sounds harsh and I, I, I mean that respectfully, but what you can do is something for yourself and then something for your children. In other words, you look after yourself and you show them the right way. 
So look after your health. Deal with poor fitness if you find that you get out of breath. If you find that you have really low energy in the afternoon, that's poor fitness for many different reasons. Go and do something about it. I don't care what it is. I don't care what it is. Go and do something. Deal with poor nutrition. Poor nutrition is not a, is not a, a fucking excuse. You're making choices. Every time you put something in your mouth, you make a choice whether you think you, that you deserve that. So if you're getting up in the morning having McDonald's breakfast, like, quite frankly, get yourself sorted out. Because it's not even nutrition, is it? It's not food. It's just you're filling a, a hunger gap. It's not nourishing your body in any way at all. You've got to eat something, so why not just make better damn choices? Same with habits. There are things that you're doing habitually every day that are helping you and that are hindering you. It's your job to um, be able to see your bad habits. Most people can reasonably well work out what their bad habits are. Most of us ignore them because generally the bad habits are either we're doing something because we like it and it's, it's like we know that it's bad for us. Could be overeating, could be whatever, right? Drinking too much. Like it could be anything. But but we enjoy it, and I know it's a bad habit. There could be some, you know, some bad habits out there that you you might have to really think. Oh, maybe it's it's a habit that isn't bad, but the knock on effect could be bad. You need to go looking for those things. You're doing them. You're doing them unconsciously, subconsciously. There are things that you are doing that are sabotaging yourself try and go and look for them write them down when you spot oh hang on a minute i've done this thing like the last two days and the knock-on effect was not good oh that must be a habit right i need to write that down i need to be conscious of that because because everything you do is a yes or no decision when when something habitual places itself in front of you and you normally say yes to it maybe then you're like oh here comes that thing again and it's either a yes or no decision it's a yes. Now, if I say yes, hmm, okay, I'll go back down the path that isn't lead me, leading me to better health and better this and better that. Just yes or no decisions. Take them slow. Take those decisions slowly. Does this take me closer to my goal or further away from my goal? Yes or no decisions. Quite frankly, do the damn work. You probably already know the things that you need to do. Like nothing that I've spoken about here is particularly, uh, you know, profound and stuff that you wouldn't have thought about, but you're busy in your business. So you've pushed this stuff to the side, but wherever you are in your own personal journey, you know, clearly better than me, some of these things either need action now or you're thinking to yourself, hmm, in a few years, this is going to become a problem. Then also take action now. Prevention is definitely better than cure. So we're going to leave it there, Alphas. I really hope it's a little bit less strategic today, a little bit more hopefully opening eyes and mind to some things that you probably already know to be the case, but there's nothing... There's nothing wrong with a little bit of positive reinforcement as to the actions that you might need to take. So I hope that helped. If it did, drop us a five-star review, maybe download the podcast. And as always, if you know somebody who you think might benefit from this information, then share it. Share it with at least one person. They might benefit. You will feel good. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart. For now, Alphas, go and have the best day. Over and out. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. We hope that you feel motivated to start making changes in your life so you can see those results that you've been wanting to achieve. 
Remember, you can do anything you set your mind to. If you love the show, please leave us a five-star review and make sure you tell your friends. If you'd like to connect with Andy, you can find him on Instagram at Andy underscore Nailer underscore Pure underscore Elite underscore Pro. I'll leave a link in the show notes as well. Talk to you again soon.